It's the show antagonistical area show man for October 25th, 2023. How's it going? How goes it? Oh my goodness. I, you know, Jada Pickett Smith, believe it or not, just continuing from the last week's episode, uh, she actually stopped in Detroit on her tour. <laughs> I go, oh God, why? Why? And then I just have my uh, Tanya Harding. You know what? No, not Tanya Harding. What's that other lady's face? You know, had that moment going, why, why, why? But I'm just going, you know what? Whatever. Let her have her tour. You know, but while all that's going on, there are more important things that are going on in the world. You know, like the Michigan football and its Spygate controversy. Um, (laughs) Dude, I, you know, if you don't know, just catch you up. Basically, there was a news report that came out that the Michigan Wolverines football uh, you know, my team uh, has been under uh, an investigation by NCAA, who really have, I'll be honest, no sway in the world of college football, in the world of college, you know, football playoffs. Uh, that they're in some kind of investigation for sign stealing, which is not illegal, um, and also just unfair in-person scouting, which means you go to you know other team stadiums and then scout them. Uh, during games or in practice or whatever, and then the the individual that's been responsible for this is a is a former, I believe, was a Navy veteran, you know, and then and then he bought his own tickets, the UM staffer, you know, and then I just go, oh, the you know, Connor Stallions, that was his name, yeah, and I just go, look, um, and that gentleman has been suspended with pay. But I'm just going like, all right. So first of all, what he did was one, he he went Jack Bauer rogue, you know, went out and went to business for himself, and basically, you know, bought a bunch of tickets over the last two three years, uh, like eleven, you know, across eleven teams or something, and then yeah, eleven different league schools and bought tickets, uh. On, in his own name for over 30 games in the past three years. And they he basically forwarded the ticket, whether it's on TickPick or fucking StubHub or whatever, Ticketmaster, and then just had his own network of people to record or just monitor, scout in-game situations of what other teams are doing. And I am assuming every big, you know, Big Ten team school plus other out-of-conference teams have been you know, been there observing this thing. Now, this elaborate, quote-unquote, you know, scouting system, um, you know, that I'm just going off of the ESPN article. So, Stallions often purchased tickets with his own credit card, according to the sources. The sources added that the tickets at multiple venues were bought via online retailers such as StubHub and SeatGeek. I fucking told you. You just buy one ticket and then go over there. But, like, you can't bring in an equipment, so I'm sure it's like, just get get a really nice Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra, and then super zoom and just, like, fucking record this shit or something. And then, yeah, tickets fall into seat location pattern somewhere around the 45-yard line, and then high enough to see the opposite, you know, opposition sideline. And, and then they're like, they're, 
some are single tickets, some are multiple tickets. The point is, number one, does he not know as a Navy veteran and some kind of, I'm assuming, like in some kind of intelligence or service or something, you know, going incognito and rogue. Like, why the fuck would you buy tickets in your own fucking name on a fucking credit card? Did you not listen to the lessons from Jesse Smollett's story? Do not write a physical check for per- the alleged perpetrators who are just in the cahoots with you. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, buying these. I mean, you have to buy it from StubHub, so I get it. But if you're going to just forward these fucking tickets to other people because you're not personally there, you know, going rogue, you know, doing this shit. I go, did you really have to do this on your credit card? You know, you could have gotten a Visa card, you know, buy it it with cash somewhere or something. I don't fucking know. And then, like, why? This is the dumbest fucking shit I heard. And then, like, now, NCAA and other schools are looking at the surveillance tapes and be like, okay, these are the seats that he bought, and here are the people that sat there. And I was like, all right. I mean, he's not really good at... (laughs) Hiding his fucking traces. And then he has been, what, a volunteer at Michigan, according to his LinkedIn, from 2015 to 2022, until he got hired as a full-time in May 2022. So he's been doing this for three years as volunteer. And I'm like, all right. And then, you know, I, I just go like, you know what? I don't give a shit. You know, I saw some Ohio State fan page where he's like, Ann Arbor Astros and all that fucking shit. And then I just go like, and then the New England Patriots is a Spygate Deflategate. Honestly, I don't think they're big fucking deals at this point. You know, I, I wasn't like at that time. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not an Astros fan. But I just go like, okay, this is this is what it comes to. Because if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Then, am I saying that Michigan cheated? No, but like there are enough paper traces to say that, look, this elaborate scheme, whether the head coach knew it or not, has happened. And I, I'm just going like, this is fucking stupid. And then if this elaborate scheme really fucking worked, why didn't they win a fucking national championship? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. This is the dumbest fucking... This is a, at least the Astros won. At least the Patriots won. Um, I, 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 this is like... And then Michigan didn't. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, you know... Jim Harbaugh, what he's saying is like, I wasn't aware of this. Because given how low of totem pole this guy was in, and I'm sure he was going with his own passion and wanting to, you know, prove himself, get the foot in the door, you know, college football, coaching staff, that kind of deal. And I'm like, okay, fine. But I just go, I read the articles, and then it's still in the early parts of the investigation. And I wouldn't be surprised if this motherfucker is going to get suspended, like from getting a job for at least five, ten years at this point. And I'm just going like, okay, they like illegally stole signals and all that, which it's a college football thing because if you notice in the NFL, they have the headset uh, and the telecommunication system to have a radio signal to just like communicate. So, but in the college, not every school can afford that infrastructure and then the wireless thing. So, although I feel like it's more affordable now with like, it's much easier. So what they have is like this like ridiculous, like, signs and paper signs and all those to like relay the message of the play calls you know to the quarterback and then like just go from there because not every facility has a fucking radio signal and of of course if you go to like a smaller school they'll be like yeah fuck that budget for the competitive thing unless ncaa or college football playoffs is going to pay for this shit 
I just go, all right. And then other teams been accused of doing this too, like Clemson and Brent Venable, the defensive coordinator. Now he's a head coach at Oklahoma. I just go, and then like they've been accused of this shit too. It's like you steal signs, and like, however you steal it, how, how do you you fucking think you steal the signal? You you think you just like somebody needs to stare at the op opposition sideline and look for every single signal and link with a play. So I just go like, oh, you think they didn't have a fucking elaborate scheme to do that shit? You know, and like all that staff and all that, I'm sure like their head coach, Clemson head coach, like Double String, like, I thought it was just a good, you know, fundamental studies. I don't fucking, I, I, I don't fucking know. It's a fucking black box in my opinion. It's my defensive coordinator's job, you know? And I just go like, you know, I, I, I just go, it's not a big deal. I, I'm not mad about the Patriots. I'm not mad about the Astros, you know. Hey, you know, so I just go like, if this day, whoop de doo. So the so my thing that I'm gonna say right now is like, Michigan better fucking win with this kind of fucking elaborate scheme. And this guy, if this fucking guy bought the tickets in his own fucking name, which is the biggest mistake if you're gonna commit something. And I'm sure he thought. I also think he probably thought this was not a big deal when he started this. And then, like, oh, there's this bylaw that, like, you're not supposed to do in-person scouting. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's an arcade rule from, you know, 30 years ago at this point, from 1994. You know, you cannot do in-person scouting. And I just go, like, well, shit. Then what the fuck is the point? I don't get it. Like, especially football or baseball or something. Why do you have scouts? Why do you have all these people doing this shit? But whatever. I, I, I digress. Given everything that's happening in the world, this is so nothing and minor. And I, it, I just go, all right, whatever, man. And then I, I feel like it's like a big whoop-doo of nothing. And I think it's just hailarious that, like, these tickets are bought through, like, oh, stop having sea kick. Like, like, I buy the tickets. It's no fucking different. And it's like, did he get reimbursed for this shit? Probably not. <laughs> if there's a trace showing that, hey, uh, Michigan pay for this shit. Oh, shit. Oh, man, they're in the cahoots of this thing. Yeah, sure, probably, but I, I even then I just go whatever, man. Who, who else? Like I would have fans that would go to opponents' games. Like they get to go. Shit happens. Shit happens. And then like if it's it's hard to win a national championship, whether it's football or basketball. You know how many schools are there. You know how competitive this shit is, and then how hard this is compared to NIL and stuff. And I just go, oh, yeah, they played dirty in the fucking South. That was an expression forever. And then, like, oh, that was school up north did this, like, elaborate thing. And I'm like, and I, like, whatever, man. I just go, you know, other schools do this shit, too. And I just go, whatever it is, Michigan had their thing with the 2020, the dead recruiting period, you know, over hamburgers or something, in-person recruiting. NCAA said, it's more than the hamburgers. Then I'd be like, why didn't you fucking release it then? Release the investigation. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, you you want to show control? You want to show some power? Just release the fucking report. Tell us why it's not just the hamburgers. Like, other things that occurred that, like, Jim Harbaugh deserves more punishment or something. But then again, my opinion about Harbaugh doesn't change. He's a great coach who hasn't won anything in his fucking career, NFL or the NCAA. So he better fucking win this year because he, if he doesn't win, it's over. And then the administration and all that, uh, especially more in the athletic department, 
Doesn't seem to like Harbaugh so much, but I also have a lot of beef with War Manuel, the athletic director who lost a baseball coach who took the team to the fucking college world series. And I just go, why are you fucking like, I don't understand the last few athletic directors in this fucking school where they're trying to run business, which is a good thing. But then I'm like, you're just trying to run business. You're not trying to fucking win. Like, and then you lose good people. University of Michigan should not lose the best coaches in the fucking country. It's a fucking national brand. TV ratings reflect that. The revenue reflects that. And if an athletic director is not going to fork up the fucking money to a point where the president had to step in to close a fucking deal, that's a fucking problem. And I'm sure they're looking for every excuse to throw the football team under the bus. And then I was like, they, they, they have had some shitty ass fucking athletic directors, whether it's Bill, Bill Martin when I was in school there, fucking Dave Brandon. You know, fucking getting rid of the student seats and then raising prices to a point where people don't come to the fucking game, you know? And then, uh, like, Jim Hackett briefly before we went to Ford, Furniture Man, and then, like, War Manual. And I just go, what are you fucking doing? Like, can you, like, retain talent? You know, only talent you seem to retain is a, the women's team. We're doing well, too, like the basketball team. But anyways... I digress. There are more bigger pressing things in the world that I want to quickly talk about. I didn't talk about this for three weeks. Um, which is an Israel-Palestine situation. Um, oh, BK, where are you going with this? Um, I'm going to preface it by saying... No, I'm not going to preface it. I'm just going to dive right into it. I support neither side at this point. I don't understand, unless you're Palestinian or a Jewish heritage person... Like, it's there's no stake in the game, in my view. And does that mean you should not care about it or be educated about it? Absolutely not. Because if you look at the history of it from the beginning of time, the beginning of religious books and everything, and I just go, holy shit. And then if you look at the history of anti-Semitism and what has transpired just in the last century, not millennia that has happened, I just go... What the fuck? And also how the Palestinians have been treated, you know, like in Israel and West Bank and all that. I go, what the fuck? Because the parties involved that are in conflict right now, the Hamas, uh, who have done the absolute, absolute terroristic act. Like, that's a fact. You can't kill, four, like, like, go hurt 1,400 people, go kidnap people at a music festival like they did and, like, not say that's okay and just like pick that side in the meantime the israeli government with benjamin netanyahu who just got back in power last year after you know his own scandal which probably you know made hamas take this act it was like oh they're vulnerable politically so they're like divided and you know all that changing the constitution and all that that he was doing and pretty much ultra-nationalistic government that's in there, I just look at these two sides and go like, the ones that are in lead of this thing are not exactly the figures that I would like to put support uh, in. And you can, like, it's, it's, you can't. Because both sides' end goal at this point is like, get rid of each other once and for all. And I don't like this how like in college campus debates like that's apparently happening. It's like Israel's doing genocide. I'm sorry, you cannot put genocide and Israel's doing it 
given the fucking history of like anti-Semitism in the human history. Like that's a fact. And that's arguing against these people and this other party who even denies Holocaust ever happening. Like Hamas and then Iran who supported Hamas, who has been supporting Hamas. And like you, Iran had the leader who flat out said, you know, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, do you remember him? He was just like, I don't think Holocaust happened. I just go like, I, no, that's not okay. Like you can't just pick a side and say that's a victim, that's a victim. And I don't understand some of these kids on colleges and they're like, oh, Israel's causing genocide. On the flip side of the coin, I just look at this government, and I'm sure the Israeli people who protested against Netanyahu and the whole judicial branch change that they did, look at this guy and go like, this guy is fucking nuts. This guy is the ultimate Zionist that's to the next level, that's even too extreme for people in Israel. To a point where the guy, you know, changed the country's constitution. And was doing all this, and then now we have this war, which is an ongoing war, and then now he's just looking for every fucking reason to just like bulldoze through Gaza and rest of the Palestinian people in West Bank. That's also a fact. And what's the end result of it? Because if you look at it, if you ask these people that are protesting, um, I don't think they know the answer, and I don't either. Two-state solution? No, they tried that. That's the border of 1967 and everything where Trump just like dumbly got in there and just said, yeah, that's a border because we talked about it. And then he fucking drew the line and moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and all that. You know, however symbolic it is. And Netanyahu loves Trump for like being such a supporter, yada, yada, yada. And I just go like, oh, well, Trump didn't help. But then also, I don't understand the Palestinians going like, well, America needs to immediately stop supporting Israel. And it's genocide effort. If you read all the report. And if you're a sane minded person. Looking at the situation. Objectively. You're going to go in. If you're a leader in the world. Like US or the United Kingdom. And whatever. Will go in there and say. Do not go in there. And cause a fucking havoc. Just because. And Israel sitting there like. This was our 9-11. And you did the same shit America. To Afghanistan and Iraq. And you did the nation building. Why can't we do it? And this is where. Whataboutism. That America. Like. America setting example. Is something that Americans. Do not understand. It's like. Who gives a shit. What other countries think about us. It's like. No. Shit like this. Shit like the insurrection. That they copied in Brazil. Shit like the insurrection. That copy. Try to copy in other countries. In Israel, they're just going to look at the history and say, look at the history. You did this shit to 20 years ago. But And then say they either side get what they want. Israel gets their own whatever place. And Palestine gets their whatever rightful place. And eliminate the entire Zionistic community over there. Then what's after? There, there, there is no reason after. Even if it's a two-state solution, then what's the answer after? They're always going to be pointing guns at each other, looking for an excuse to destroy one another at any given moment. And especially, you know, for Palestine, I'm sorry, but like all these Middle Eastern countries, unless it's through a monarchy or something or one dictatorship, and some of you are going to this like, oh, but America put that dictator there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. None of these countries, like, 
other than oil and good spices and culture, like, have figured themselves out to a point where people are able to speak up democratically with the free will and the freedom in this 21st century. Palestine has been supported by Iran and other Middle Eastern countries who also despise Israel and they just want to destroy one another. And Palestine, I think Hillary Clinton said this, is like, hey, they were given a chance to create their own government and be self-sufficient to, like, to have a state and that does not happen. And some will blame Israel. And like, no, Israel just kept antagonizing to enable somebody like Hamas since 2007 so that, like, Palestinian people cannot stand to their own two feet. And it has gotten worse the last years, which is also true. But at some point, I just go like, hey, yeah, and that's not, a continu- that's not a sustainable solution. And Israel is just, like, now like, it's like looking for that. This is their chance. Just like, we're going to just weed out Hamas. But I also get the sentiment from the people in Gaza. It's like, you're just going to wipe all of us out. Which is also not okay. And Bill Maher said this too. It's like Israel should stand the higher moral ground at that point. You're better than this. And that's what the world leaders are telling them. It's like do not go in there. And then just destroy everything everybody at all means. And just like. Just antagonize more. So because of that. I, I, can't, I can't support either side. I don't know how many people have said that. And then you get all these like. Stupid shit like the SAG and like the, the Actors Guild. They haven't taken a position about Israel or Palestine and all that stuff. And all these kids are saying like it's a, Israel's causing genocide on Palestine. And I just go like, kids, you guys are... Why? Like, you look... This is not Russia and Ukraine. This is not. This has been going on, you know, ever since World War Two. Whoever caused it, whatever... If you look at the beginning of the human history of it, I get it. And then I also go, you know, if you're, if you're a Middle Eastern person here or other minorities that's not Jewish or white, you look at it, this thing and go, okay, you're, the American government is willing to support Israel through and through for their whatever rightful you know, birthplace in the beginning of time, but you won't acknowledge the beginning of time for people, whether it's uh, indigenous people in this country or the black people who you stole from the continent of Africa. I get that side too. So because of that, I can't support neither. That's the way I see it. But that's why I just go like, if you look at it with those lenses, I just go like, I don't know how you're so black and white about this. Unless you're... And even if you're in those groups, you're like... What's your solution other than destroying each other once and for all? And even if you do, that's not the end of it. Like, there'll be some... You'll never completely eliminate one or the other side. And Israel doing this is just going to create the next Hamas. And then, or Hezbollah, right? That's in Lebanon. And I just go like, it it, it will never end. And is Israel going to be like, we're going to destroy every single other one. That's how Netanyahu sound like. But then not every Israeli supports this man because he, he should be in jail for all the corruption and other scandal he's in. This guy's nuts. So, anyways. And then in Detroit here, if you're curious, there was a, there was a local synagogue leader. Uh, she, she was murdered outside her home, actually, 
five minutes from my place here. And it even picked up in political and all the national channels here because she's a synagogue. She's the head of the synagogue leader here, and then also here in the metro Detroit area, Dearborn being such a <laughs> the, the one of the highest Arab population density in America, you know. And then she was also, you know, a lot in the Democratic effort, whether it's, you know, with the Gretchen, helping out with Gretchen Whitmer, local state senator here, you know, and Dana Nestle, the attorney general, yada, yada, yada. I just go like, and then people jumped right into a conclusion or seemed to allude that, like, oh my God, this isn't. This is like a hate crime, but then even Detroit police had to come out and say, "Dude, dude, dude, just just happened Saturday night, like chill, um, let the investigation, you know, do itself first, and then like figure itself out." And so far, I feel like it has kept, you know, kept it pretty good, and I, you know, I. I hope this is not that, and I don't think it is, you know. And there's police right now says there's no evidence, and then do you? And then obviously, whatever side you're on, you're just gonna be entrenched in that belief of it, which is fucking sad at this point. And I just go, can 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 both sides fucking chill? Jesus Christ, a person died outside her home, you know. And this is where I think a lot of moderation and empathy is awfully needed and then it just heightened and i'm gonna say what i said about you know when ukraine and uh, russia war started i don't think people want to fight like this anymore it's not a hundred years ago this is why the insurrection happened the way the insurrection happened which is a fucking joke but the gall of like trying that is unbelievable I don't think people want to fight like that. I don't think human. I think humanity has made so much advance that like, there's no one solution. There will one victory, one destruction of whole thing is gonna like satisfy anybody, and then all that stuff. So, I hope that's still the case. I think younger people are more pacifist about it, and then you know we can't fight. You know, ask any of those protesters: Are you gonna go fight for Israel or Palestine? Are you gonna go fight for Ukraine? You know, the, the crazy gun nuts went and fought in Ukraine, and then people said, do not do that. The government said, do not get in there and do that shit. And then people are just like content creating on TikTok. But I just go, you know what? I support neither side because of the specific people that are involved. At the same time, I get both sides, and there's no solution to this. There is a solution, but then the solution will be superseded by the existing tension that has never been addressed if we had a solution dude un and rest of the world would have figured this out it's not that they don't want to i'm sure but the parties involved and then all the periphery around this area it's just a fucking minefield and they just want to destroy each other at any given time and i just go you know what and i'm not gonna get into the rest of it but i just go it, it, the the thinking in that area geographically needs to fucking advance and that's why they're in the shape that that's in i'm just gonna leave it there anyways thanks for listening halloween is next week halloween safe you know next week everybody and uh we'll see you next week peace out